The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. Like it or not. Everybody's gonna love today, gonna love today, gonna love today. It's the day when your love life is put on display. I'd like to send a dozen of those to the best girl at my school. And for your wife? I'm 10 years old. No, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Where there's always a chance for romance or disaster. Okay, I'm gonna go now, okay. It can be confusing. It's Valentine's Day today. Hello? No, it's a Monday. Valentine's Day always falls on a Thursday. Who's your head? That's Thanksgiving. So sad. It can be complicated. Alex and I were supposed to have sex today. Love can't be planned. It's not love. She's talking that. But at the end of the day, it's all about love. So how do you guys <laughs> feel about each other? Oh my gosh, I totally love him. And I'm crazy about her. Sabian wrote his number on my hand. There you have it, young love. Full of promise, full of hope, ignorant of reality. My father said to me, you're ever with a woman that's too good for you, marry her. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. She said yes! Oh. I know we'll have a ball. If we get down and go out and just lose it all. I feel stressed out. I won't let it go. Let's go way out. Face down and losing all control. Was it Stalin who said, no retreat, no surrender? I think that was from a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> Greatest love song of all time. Rock and roll all night by Kiss. That's a stripper song. Go out and smash like on my girl. Yes, we have another bottle of wine. Valentine's Day is about anger, disappointment, love, romance, mating, discretion, Berkeley, commitment. I love it. I love hype. <laughs> That's nice. You're the most special Valentine I have ever had. But just don't tell the other kids we had a date in the bar. It's just a little inappropriate. Alright guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host Jimbo. And I'm your co-host Kyle. Kyle, do you feel that? Do I, do I feel it? Do you feel that? Love is in the air. Oh, gosh. Happy Valentine's Day, Kyle. Happy Valentine's Day, Jimbo. I'm not going to kiss you. <laughs> well, you get one late. hug. <laughs> too late. We already had a breakfast date. We did have a breakfast date. I got French toast with strawberries. Yeah, stuffed. Yeah, stuffed. Absolutely. I had the old lumberjack slam. So uh, we want to wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. So Kyle and I had been thinking, hmm, 
you know, not really. But I said last night, we I rarely, was, as we rarely yeah. do. Thank so you. last night, I was, uh, I had been scurrying through uh, Voodoo, and I stumbled upon this little movie called Valentine's Day, and I was like, man, I'd never heard of this, but this movie probably has one of the greatest ensemble of cast that you have ever seen. Would you agree, Kyle? It, it is certainly a huge cast of A-list. How much money do you think all those actors total have made in their careers? Totals made in their careers of all those famous people in this movie. <laughs> you take Taylor Swift out. <laughs> she's not. She's, yeah, well, then it's a few billion less. <laughs> a few. Yes. So yes, Taylor, a lot. Taylor Swift is in this movie. Um, when did it come out, Kyle? What year was it? Twenty ten. Makes yeah. it very modern for us. So, Kyle. But before we get started, you have a question for me. I have a question. All right, Jimbo, ask away. Kyle. Mm-hmm. What food is the love of your life? What food is the love of my life? If there was only one food that you could could have for the rest of your life every day, what would it be? One food I could have for the rest of my life every day. Oh, gosh. Jimbo, there's so many options, and none of them are really good to have all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what I need for the rest of my life. Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, no. I'm trying to think here, Jim. I'm trying to stall for a little bit of time because I'm trying to think of a good answer, but I don't have one on top of my head. <laughs> there ain't going to um, be a good answer no matter what you say, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make fun yeah, of whatever you say. You know, exactly. just, I don't know, like an apple pie or something like that, probably. <laughs> an apple pie. An apple pie. I'm going to die said, of diabetes in months. You could have said chicken where you could bake it, broil it. But no, barbecue. It's a single ingredient, so I can like, make any variation. Uh, I think you're trying like a, a finished food item. Like it has to be that every time. Like if I say boiled chicken, it's boiled chicken for the rest of my life. But you could have just said chicken. Yeah, but it, you could have just said pizza. I didn't specify what topping. Oh, technicalities in the question, Jimbo. Go, get <laughs> Kyle real. said I will take the Golden Corral buffet. The Golden Corral buffet. <laughs> okay, Jimbo, what is your choice? Mine, chicken, yeah. chicken. Okay, it's not a bad choice. Apple pie. Apple pie. Well, Kyle. I'm so American. Let's go ahead and dive into <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into this movie, Valentine's Day. All right, Jumbo. Valentine's Day, released on February twelfth, twenty ten. Um, directed by Gary Marshall, written by Catherine Fugate. Um, and uh, going through the budget of the film, budget was $52 million for the time, just for inflation just 14 years later. That's almost $73.5 million today. Oh, my gosh, Jimbo, inflation is oh, rough. Uh, what is that, one verse of a Taylor Swift song? <laughs> inflation is rough. The Taylor Swift album, yeah, I'd buy it <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> Opening weekend, though, it made its money back and then some with uh, $56.2 million. Just for inflation, that'd be about $79.6 million today. And then gross world uh, gross for U.S. and Canada was $110.5 million. So big money there. Well, not big money there, but like you know, good money, at least good money there for a movie at that time. And just for inflation, that'd be about $156.3 million. And then gross worldwide, where it did make considerably more money at $216 million. And for inflation, that'd be about $306.3 million today. Um, quick little plot summary of the film. Um, I don't have the um, IMDb credits for who written the plot summary here, but um, this story follows more than a dozen Angelinos who navigate Valentine's Day from early morning until midnight. Three week couples awake together, but each relationship will sputter. Um, are worth, um, in question asked, are they worth saving? 
Um, a grade school boy wants flowers for his first true love. Aww. Two high school seniors plan their first sexual experience together at noon. <laughs> a TV sports reporter gets excitement to find romance in L.A. Um, a star quarterback contemplates his future. Two strangers meet on a plane. Um, grandparents who've been together for years face a crisis. And a I hate Valentine's Day dinner <laughs> beckons the lonely and the lied to. Can Cupid finish his work by midnight <laughs> and mend these couples together? Love is in the air at Valentine's Day in 2010. <laughs> uh, moving on here to some of the awards for the film. This film has got a kind of a divisive reception to a degree, too. Um, overall, critical ratings are really, really low, but audience scores are pretty high because this is kind of a feel-good, happy movie, so it works on that kind of level. Um, but moving on here, we have the 2011 ASCAP Awards, where it won the top box office films of that year for the top 10 box office films of that year. Um, awarded to John Debney. Um, for the 2011 Guild of Music Supervisor Awards, it won the award for Best Music Supervision for Film. Which is just kind of like a managerial task. It's kind of a weird award to receive. It's not something you see necessarily in the film. Like, yeah, they supervise the music really well in this film. Like, how do you know that? (laughs) But still. Um, For 2011, it was nominated for the People's Choice Awards for Favorite Comedy Movie. For the 2011 Razzie Awards. (laughs) The old Razzies. The old Razzies. um, Jessica Alba won the award for Worst Supporting Actress. She was pretty bad. George George Lopez was nominated for a worst supporting actor. Aww. Um but it was nominated because that's because Action Kutcher won the award for worst actor. <laughs> and also was nominated was Taylor Lautner. Good old werewolf boy himself. Um then next up for the twenty ten Casting Society of America, we have a nomination for the Outstanding Achievement in Casting for a big budget feature comedy film. So I surprised I don't know who won that award, but that is a kind of nomination for quite a specific nomination too. Um next up we have the MTV Movie Plus TV Awards, where it was nominated for Best Kiss between Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. The Taylor on Taylor Kiss, everyone. Everyone was ecstatic for it. And there was a lot of kissing involving those two actors, so good for them. Teddy Bear she drug around. This whole movie. <laughs> that is a funny. Yeah, I, 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 in hindsight, this Taylor Swift role was actually kind of perfect for her. Um, <laughs> next up for the 2010 Teen Choice Awards, where it was making a sweep, it looks like. We have the one um, choice award for Breakout Female to Taylor Swift, um, Choice Movie Actor for Romantic Comedy to Ashton Kutcher, the Choice Movie Award for The Hissy Fit was nominated for Jessica Beale. And it won the Teen Choice Award for Romantic Comedy. <laughs> the Hissy Fit. The Hissy Fit. The Jessica Beale. What is that award? Um, oh, my gosh. It had a nomination for the Choice Movie Award for On-Screen Chemistry between Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. They were not to be together. <laughs> it was not a real thing to happen. And, oh, my gosh. And that concludes the awards for Valentine's Day. <laughs> You've got to admit, though, it, she was funny in this movie. Oh, yeah, no, they were hilarious, delightful in their own, like... Just carefree idiocy way playing up being just dumb teens was funny enough. You know, laugh at young people kind of you know old joke. Kind of like, like I laugh at Kyle every every week we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been there, done that kind of thing. But you know, it works. <laughs> so good enough for them. Um, some of the technical details of the film. This film has a runtime of 125 minutes. Um, sound mix was by Dolby Digital. Color info. This is color film. I'd hope so for 2010. <laughs> um, aspect ratio is 1.85 by 1. Very standard camera for time. And the film length was 3,294 meters long. That includes the technical details of the film. Um, looking at some of the other things. Um, filming dates was between July 7th and September of 2009 for the filming dates of this film. So a short turnaround for the film overall. Like, less than six months later, you're out in theaters. Pretty cool there. 
Um, okay, now we're going to move on to the Gargantuan. <laughs> this might as, be the biggest as, cast you've ever done. As Jimbo has alluded to before earlier, I, I, it's uh, it's definitely up there, but I only did I, I only ended up doing two pages of it, too, even though there's a lot of actors still here. Um, but we have a huge cast for Valentine's Day, as Jimbo alluded to at the beginning of this podcast. So we're going to start this off here with Jessica Alba playing the role of Morley Clarkson. Jessica Alba was also probably easily most known for her role in the, the Sue Storm and the Fantastic Four movies, the one and two from 2005, and I think 2007 or eight was the second one, I think it was. And she was also in Idle Hands in 1999. Uh, um, did you know I heard um, I heard Sue Storm was dating John Cena, <laughs> but you can't see him. <laughs> Go home. Go home. Just those that don't know Sue Storm is uh, the invisible, invisible woman. Oh, John Cena, you can't see so much. That was just a terrible, <laughs> terrible joke. <sighs> Next Karen. up is Kathy Bates okay. playing the role. Did you hear about this one? <laughs> Kidding. Go ahead. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. <laughs> Straight to pun jail. You, you could sir. Kathy Bates playing the role of Susan. Kathy Bates, of course, easily most recognized for a role in uh, Misery in 1990 and uh, Titanic in 1997. Then we have Jessica Biel playing the role of Kara Monahan. Jessica Biel was also in such films as The Illusionist in 2006, Next in 2007, and Stealth in 2005. The next up, we have Bradley Cooper playing the role of Holden. Bradley Cooper is also in such films as A Star is Born in 2018. Um, very recently making his big Oscar play for the film Maestro in 2023. And Did you um, see that? I have not seen Maestro I heard yet. it's really good. I've heard really good it. things about it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like a little, um, like I don't want to go see the Oscar bait films specifically because I, I feel like they're just Oscar bait, but it doesn't mean they're a bad film. So, I don't know. I feel conflicted about it sometimes before I go see those films. I wish wait years later, like, oh, now I see that's good. Oh, I should have went. I mean, well, sometimes feel like sometimes Oscar bait films, like they feel like, you know, they're good bait for that year, but then like five years later, it's like, actually, that film sucked and it was just simply crafted that one year. Yeah, but my sure might hold stand up test time. I want to see the film when it stands up to hold test time. That's what I want to see. Um, but he was also in the film American Sniper from 2014 as well. I think that film does hold up, personally. Even you know what holds up? Movie. Valentine's Day holds up. Valentine's <laughs> Day. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Eric Dane playing the role of Sean Jackson, the football player. Um, Eric Dane was also in the film um, the, the X-Men The Last Stand in 2006. And he was also in the show, um, like, like most recently, most people might recognize him from... The Last Ship in 2014 to 2018. I'm talking too fast. I got the jump words. And he was also out. in, as my wife liked to remind me as we were watching this, he was in Grey's Anatomy where he played McSteamy. McSteamy. That's what they called him was McSteamy. because he's Dr. McSteamy. A hunky, because hunky, the, uh, man. The other guy here, Patrick Patrick uh, Dempsey, I think, mm-hmm. he was Dr. McDreamy. So he had McSteamy and McDreamy as they were McSteamy dubbed. McSteamy and McDreamy. McDreamy. That's fantastic. And I'm just like, just where's my McDonald's? <laughs> 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 hey, Craig, just Anatomy. Like, they got to make sure it's women too, right? Right. You know, and uh, yeah, fair enough. I've heard nothing. I've not heard bad things from Grey's Anatomy. Actually, have you ever watched any Grey's Anatomy? No, I personally have not. No, I'm not married, so I don't have to watch. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you don't have to watch. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, no, he's really not married. He's <laughs> not kidding. I'm really not married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying like you can watch Grey's Anatomy regardless of your status. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Okay. Thank you. It's a perfectly fine, acceptable show. That's what I mean. <laughs> Um, next up, we have Patrick Dempsey, of course, most well-known for his role in Grey's Anatomy from 2005 all the way to 2022. I don't know if he's still in the show currently or not right now. I don't now. remember if they killed him I, off I would not. not be surprised if he's still in the show or not, but God's Patrick Dempsey, that's easily what he's most well-known for. And he was also um, very recently in the film Ferrari, um, just came out in 2023 with um, uh, Kylo Ren, the actor who plays that guy. Adam Driver. Adam Driver, thank you. Adam Driver drives a Ferrari. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> 
Um, was that Ford, Ford versus Ferrari, or was it just Ferrari? It's just Ferrari. It's a new kind of oh. like biopic about the the creator of Ferrari. I believe it is. Um, Ford Ferrari was different. That was the one with Christian Bale, and uh, they didn't focus much on Ferrari at all. Actually, <laughs> it was good. Ford versus Ferrari was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I have watched Ferrari. Ferrari could be awesome too, but Ford Ferrari was amazing. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, oh, so good. Um, where was I? <laughs> Oh, next up we got Heller, uh, Hector Elizondo. Elizondo playing the role of Edgar. Hector was also in the films that we've covered in this podcast for Pretty Woman, nineteen ninety, and also of course Runaway Bride in nineteen ninety nine. You know, and I got is he the the uh, hotel the, manager, the sloth in uh, Ice Age? Is uh, that him? I don't think so. No, no, no. Okay. I think you're I'm completely out of the loop. Maybe I am out of the loop. Let, let me look, let, look it up and let me like, go to my trusty so, device. Yeah, yeah. This magical device where you can search all the world's information and a giant web, if you will. Um, next up, we have Jamie Foxx playing the role of Kelvin Moore. Excuse me. Um, Jimmy Fox is also in the film Collateral in 2004, a Michael Mann film. Oh, that, we that was John Leguizamo. Jay Leguizamo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And John, um, Django John. Unchained in 2012, the um, Quentin Tarantino film. Both excellent films in my opinion. Next up, we got Jennifer Garner playing the role of Julia Fitzpatrick. Jennifer Garner was also easily, like, incredibly well known for the roles in the film Alias in 2011. And Great TV show. Oh, sorry, TV show, sorry. Um, gosh, I remember for a few years, too. Um, and also 13 Going on 30, which I think was in, like, 2008 or so. I, can't, I didn't write down the year for that. That's that was a funny movie, film. too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark Ruffalo in there, too, playing Love Interest, and it's overall pretty good. Then next up, we have Topher Grace. This film has a, just an all-star cast of amazing actors and Topher Grace um, playing the role of Jason Topher. That was sweet to me. Uh, but Topher Shame. <laughs> Look at Shame. He's not that bad. Uh, no, he's, he's worse just, than you. No. He's just not that good either. Uh, Topher Grace. Also, of course, easily most recognizable for his role as basically the main character in the 70s show that ran from 1998 to 2006. And he was also in the film In Good Company in 2004. Um, and, of course, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> kill played, Spider-Man for me, please. Where he played Venom. Yeah. Well, I need terrible. to kill Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, it was dumb. Um, and uh, I think most recently, Rise it was like the Black Klansman, the Spike Lee movie. I thought he did a really good role in there too. He did good acting in that film, <laughs> more so than any other film. Any other's work. He was okay in this. Um, yeah, and he was in the Predators movie that was okay too. Yeah, where he played a psychopath in the Predators. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> Spoiler about <laughs> it's a reveal. <laughs> Thanks, God. Um, <laughs> Next up, we have Anne Hathaway playing the role of Liz. Anne Hathaway, of course, easily most recognizable from such films as The Devil Wars Prada in 2006 and Les Miserables and from 2012 and a million other films. Anne Hathaway, you she know, was Catwoman too. Yeah, Catwoman and then The Dark Knight Rises. Yep. And a bunch of other stuff. Great roles. Great actor. Next up, we got Carter Jenkins playing the role of Alex, one of the kind of like the, um, I guess, tween or teen characters of the film. You know, I think he was the one... That, yeah, Carter was the one trying to lose his virginity that day, and didn't end up working <laughs> out for him. Got caught at the girl's spot. It was a really, it was like, like it's like it's like I thought, <laughs> like watching like all of his scenes are like this is just a scene from American Pie. This is all this is. <laughs> just a, the weird sex comedy tropes going on there, and like them not having sex, which made it even weirder. <laughs> It's just like, like whatever. If you don't want to have kids have sex, whatever. Well, that's I get what it. You know, he's like, like they're he's eighteen, like, consenting adults. Like, who cares? He's like, hey, I uh, wrote you a song. So he goes, to, he goes to the girls' house because they plan to have sex during lunch on their school or uh, on their lunch break at, from school. So he gets to the girls' home. Her parents are supposed to be out of town, and he's like, I'm gonna go sit up. So he gets over there. 
He's got flowers on the floor. You know, he's in his boxers. He's got candles lit. He's got the guitar around him. And the next thing you know, he, he just strips down to a, nothing. Yeah. And that takes off his socks and he's got the guitar there. And he's like, I wrote this song for you. Oh, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. starts singing. And uh, as he's playing, the girl's mom comes home. And she comes upstairs. And it is one of the most awkward scenes, but it is so funny the whole yeah, entire time. I guess. And I'm wondering, I thought, man, he's going to, because he falls over and he hits that thing where the candles yeah. were. I thought, oh, he's going to burn down the house. That would be the funny. Something crazy like that. Just so, so over the top, too. And man, that, that whole subplot just kind of went nowhere in the worst way possible, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like, why is Emma Roberts talking to this old couple about, like, just so you know, Shirley McLean, I was swinging and having sex today. Like, why? Emma. <laughs> Who do you? Who are these people to you? Were you just talking to them like that? Because I thought they were like her grandparents at that they're point. Not? They're not. No, they're not. She's she's the babysitter to um, Julie Roberts' kid. Oh. That's all oh, she is. Spoiler alert, Kyle. Jeez, <laughs> you should have watched the film before again. <laughs> they didn't know we were doing it. I didn't know. They'll see the title. They'll watch the oh, then they'll come. Oh, okay, okay. Them. Get it for two dollars. We do dish digital on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, but she's just the babysitter to that kid, and then she just turns to the inspector. Like, I plan on having sex today for the first time. Like, oh, wow, that's a lot to just be a couple of half cups you like that. Like, oh boy. <laughs> Thanks for telling me, this 80 year old woman, that I'm going to leave my truth. Jeez. Oh, what a scene. Um, not to its benefit. Okay, moving on to the casting stuff, though. We next have Ashton Kutcher, Razzie winner himself, playing the role of Reed Bennett. Ashton Kutcher, of course, easily recognizable once again for also being in the 70s show from 1998 to 2006, and two, and also the show Two and a Half Men um, from 2011 to 2015. Not- I, I will say this. Ashton mm. Kutcher gave a really good performance in this. It didn't deserve a razzing. No, that's, that's no sure I think he did a really good job. I, I think he movie. was trying to play as sincere, as heartfelt as a character as he possibly could. Instead and of the stoner that he was on TV? Exactly. Instead of the stoner he was on TV. And like also just like it's it's one of those things where like he only got a ra- he only got a razzy because people like being cynical. <laughs> being cynical is always cool. And since he played this role as like as sincerely as he could, that's why he got a razzy, because people just mocked him for trying to play the role straight face. That's the only reason he got a razzy. Didn't deserve one in this film too. Um Ashley Kutcher has been dragged through his name has been dragged through the mud the past year for some very good reasons, but shouldn't be for this film. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um but he was of course yeah two and a half men, twenty eleven, twenty fifteen, and uh, a few other works as well. And of course uh, the Steve Jobs film and uh, some other stuff going on there too. So good for him on that. Next up, we have Queen Latifah playing the role of Paula Thomas. I think she only has like two or three scenes in the whole film, too. Most of these actors only have like two or three scenes, too, because of the way they cut it all together. Um, but Queen Latifah, also, of course, um, recognizable from films like Bringing Down the House in 2003 with Steve Martin. And also um, Chicago in 2002. And I think it was like the Beauty Shop film and some of those other stuff, too. But Queen Latifah, also an amazing actor and musical Is that her well. and The Equalizer? Uh, she's in that the new, show? The new show right now. Yeah, yeah, she's doing that right now too. So good for her on that. I haven't watched it yet. Uh-huh. So yeah, is it good? I think the new season just came out. That's what. Have you watched it? Is it good? I watched a couple episodes. It's not oh, bad. Cool. I'll check it out sometime. And next up, we have Taylor Lautner. The Taylor, Taylor Lautner, Lautner, playing the role of Willie. <laughs> Taylor Lautner and his Willie. Um, Taylor Lautner, easy most recognizable for his role in the Twilight series. All five of those films are six or seven or played Jacob. eighty. I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't already been like some like dark gritty spinoffs, you know, spinoff sequel of Twilight yet. There should be one, right? Right around the corner. Um, Taylor Lautner recognizable for that role from 2008 to. Whenever they reboot the series in five years <laughs> and bring him back, and also the adventures of Shark Boy and Larva Girl, which I think that was like in the mid, like early 2000s, too, like around 2004 or something like that. I didn't write down the year for that one either. 
Um, next up, we have George Lopez, um, you know, uh, uh, Razzie Award nominated actor, um, playing the role of Alfonso. Um, George Lopez is also, of course, um, you know, probably best known for his George Lopez show from 2002 to 2007. And most recently, he was in the Blue Beetle movie from 2023. Uh, I haven't got around to watching that yet, too, but I'm sure he did a good job. George Lopez, also great actor and funny comedian, too. I like him a lot. Um, next up, we have the legendary Shirley MacLaine playing the role of Estelle. Um, Shirley MacLaine, um, tons of movies that we've done in this podcast alone. We did, like, The Apartment, uh, 1960. Also, Terms of Endearment, 1983, which we haven't done, but we should do someday. And also, some of my favorite films ever, like, Guarding Tests and a bunch of other great stuff, too. So, Shirley MacLaine, legendary actor. She turns 90 this April, which she looked up before the podcast. So, I can't believe she's still acting to this day. She was in that um, Steve Martin show um, just last year, too. Um, Hotel for Murders or whatever it is. Murder in the Apartment. Murder in the Apartment. Somebody lives in the, yeah. yeah, something, something that kind of thing, too. But she still acts to this day, and that's incredible. Shirley MacLaine is a star. <laughs> um, next up, we have Emma Roberts playing the role of Grace. Emma Roberts, of course, easily recognizable for her most for her roles, probably in the American Horror Story TV series. Um, the American Horror Story TV series. There we go. Um, she's actually had um, 55 episodes in it so far because I believe it's still ongoing, and that's from 2013 to 2024. Oh wow! So we have 11 years in that show. That's incredible. And also, she was in um, the movie Where the Millers in 2013 too, which is a great comedy. Really, kind of, it's out there too. It's it's definitely more on the raunchy side of things, oh, but it's a great no. comedy. Um, Emma Roberts, also a pretty cool actor overall. Um, next up, we have Julie Roberts playing the role of Captain Kate um, Hazeltine. Julie Roberts, of course, also recognizable for her uh, role in Pretty Woman, a, podca- a movie we covered on this very podcast as well in 1990, and Aaron Brockovich, um, released in 2000, and that's on the movie we we'll probably add on the, the docket list of someday we'll get around to it, right? <laughs> so, yeah, Julie Roberts doing great their job, too. I love the gag there. They have the end for the gag reel where she makes a reference to Pretty, Pretty Woman, Woman there. <laughs> He's like, oh, Rodeo Drive, you ever shop at any of these stores? Yeah. And she's like, one time. Yeah, and that's just like huge. Yeah, and that's just funny. When you already have a million actors in this film, it also makes sense where it's like, man, it's surprising Richard Gere didn't get like one scene with Julie Roberts just because like them being such a kind of a uh, iconic love love couple. Um, in that sense too, they already had two films together: Runaway Bride and this film, uh, and Pretty Woman. Um, that's surprising Richard Gere didn't make a short time appearance there too. Um, like, even like a picture of him, like he was on like Shirley Plant's house, just like as the sun or something like that, would be cr- crazy. Uh-huh. Maybe um, there is. Maybe it's in that, my notes. That would be a fun thing that, uh, if it was in your notes. Um, next up, we have Bryce Robertson <laughs> playing role of Edison. Edison, um, uh, Edison um, uh, which I spoiled earlier. That's Julie Roberts' kid in the film. Um, Bryce Robertson was also in a couple films, such as The Switch in 2010, the same year. And he was also one of the kids in Marley and Me in 2008. The dog movie makes everyone cry. Um, before you close up the cast, I think we should uh, put in there... Um, if you have it, the little Indian girl that he's oh. trying to give the flowers to, she did a really good job, too. I, I think I had her on the cast list, too. Yeah, that, that's just me being racist. Jeez, um, wow, I just called Not it. intentionally, but just like just a moment where it's like, yeah, I didn't include the, include the young Indian girl. She wasn't as big as a cast, but she just... Bryce made Hyder on the list. <laughs> so I got Why in before... Why don't you look it up on your phone? I don't know if I'll be able to find her. That's the problem. Um, I'll look up the cast stuff, uh, see what I can find. Um, where was it? But going does at? that include your cast after that, or are you still going? I still got, I still got, I still got more stuff than the class too. Oh, okay. Because next up we have, of course, Taylor Swift playing the role of. Felicia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let's not cut Taylor um, Swift off. You, you, you know, you have a better chance of just. <laughs> It'd be more weird if you didn't know who Taylor Swift does. She is the most popular woman in the world now. <laughs> Probably more popular. And than Oprah. she is the twenty twenty four Super Bowl winner. <laughs> Super Bowl winner. Yeah, exactly. She won the Super Kansas Bowl City by Chief. herself. <laughs> Kansas City Chief, secret, secret, secret government agent of Biden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Oh, and a global economy for sinners. <laughs> just she touches anything, it turns to gold, and that's. Let me ask you a question, role. Kyle. Yeah, while, while you're looking that up, mm-hmm. um, how how successful do you think Taylor Swift would be if she opened up a theme park like Disneyland and called it Swifty Land? Do you think? Oh, she'd make she would well, like a Dollywood thing. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Dollywood. Oh my! Where God. she gave performances and all. That. Can you imagine? It's billions. It's billions. It's, it's like there's there's like, no there, limit. There's, dude. Yeah, there's no limit. She could just Steve Jobs money, Bill Gates money, easy stuff. I mean, just like you know, kind of like she, like like or even the, even not even her being there, but just like a hologram of her. You know what I mean? Like just, at her current fame level, like there's nothing she could not do. She could she could start her own sovereign nation easily <laughs> if she decided to. <laughs> just yep. on that kind of level of just like oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, she can do whatever she wants, and I'm looking at the castle. Now trying to find that girl, um, but um, I have trouble finding it. Um, but next up here we have Matthew Walker's playing the role of Greg Gilkins. Matthew Walker was in the film Raising Helen in 2004. Why is my Wi-Fi not loading up? Um, Turn the Wi-Fi off so I can go on the street to I'll pay CG. your bill. You pay your bill. Leave your house. <laughs> Whose Wi-Fi do you think I'm using? Maybe I changed my Wi-Fi password <laughs> just to get me. <laughs> well, let me and, tell this story while while Kyle's looking that up. No, yeah. So earlier. <laughs> Kyle sitting here. I said, "Well, Kyle, I need to run upstairs real quick and you know oh check my out my gosh. kids before I have to take them to work." And <laughs> I grabbed my Pee Wee Herman doll off the shelf that my dad found in the trash. By the way, he gave it to me for my birthday present, which you know, thanks, Dad. But I grabbed it off the shelf and I brought it right mm-hmm. behind Kyle's head by his ear, and I pulled the rip cord and the <laughs> the moves that Kyle did. Scream of terror. Like we put Taylor girl. Swift's choreography to shame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I killed him. <laughs> he thought he was having a heart attack. Was it Rainy? Was that who it was? I don't really think her. Was, was the girl's name Rainy? It could be Megan Siri here, but I don't know if that's her or not. Well, I don't know, Kyle. You're in charge of the cast. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. All right. So, are you done with the cast? Uh. Uh, no, no. I, well, I, I we apologize to we, that uh, Indian girl, but she did fantastic job. Yeah, she this. did an incredible job in this too. <laughs> and next up, we have Catherine Lanessa playing the role of Pamela Coplin. Um, Catherine Lanessa was also in the film The Campaign in 2012, that hilarious comedy movie. Then next up, we have Kristen Shaw playing the role of Miss Gilroy. Kristen Shaw is also easily most known for her role in the uh, Bob's Burgers show, where she plays the um, the uh, daughter with the, the the pink hat on, and also Claudia with a chance of meatballs, where she plays the love interest character. Here, so, here's your other notes. Maybe you can find them in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I. I just, he said, "Yeah, no." Does it say like girlfriend or something? No, I won't say like. It'll probably give her character's name, and even then, like I don't know if I remember her name. Like if it was Susie, then I'd be right. But if I'm not, then I'm wrong. So. Better just not get it wrong. <laughs> just say, like, hey, that Indian girl did a great job acting there for her two scenes she was in. <laughs> yeah. But that's what it is. Okay. So that is the cast. Includes the cast. Jimbo. Keep your cast your close because um, during, some of this, during, yes, during some of this trivia, it'll say, hey, these people were going to play this person or this person. Okay. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. So Catherine Heigl was considered for the role in the movie, but it was dropped because of her salary demands. Mm-hmm. Really? What kind of salary demands could we obviously a lot well, of people were in this movie? You have to imagine like the, most of this fifty-two million dollar budget went towards the cast. cast I mean, this too. had to be a, a just a, a huge cast cash out, right? Yeah. Okay, who played Morley Clarkson? Morley Clarkson. Uh, gosh, you did. I wish you went the other way. <laughs> um, Morley Clarkson. I don't see. Okay, well, give me the character she was considered as. Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out, Kyle. Oh, Jessica Alba's character, sorry. Oh, yeah. Rachel. So, Rachel McAdams. 
Rachel McAdams would have been great. And Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. That would have been interesting. Um, would have been great. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean Jack or uh, not Sean Jackson, uh, Holden. Who played Holden? Was that, Holden uh, was played by Bradley Cooper. Okay, so Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Oh, wow. No, it wouldn't have been as good as Bradley Cooper. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal would have been great. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom would have done a great job. Ed, you have my bow. <laughs> by bow, I mean. Oh, shush. Shush, Orlando. Shush. And then uh, Worthington also turned down the role of Sean Jackson, who was uh, the, the Eric, Eric Dane. Yeah, Dane. Yeah, so he was going to do one or the other, and I guess he just... Here you go, um, Kyle. Jeffrey Dean Morgan auditioned for a role. Which role was that? I don't know. It was just as a role. Um, When Taylor Lautner was cast, it was rumored that he would play a young love interest for Anne Hathaway. Oh, gosh. So he could have played Topher Grace's character. Mm -hmm. But instead, Taylor Grace got that part, and Lautner ended up being cast opposite Taylor Swift. Oh, we're sorry. Here's your consolation prize. (laughs) (laughs) I I think regardless, Taylor Lautner was in a win-win scenario there. (laughs) Uh, when we see Julie Roberts and Bradley Cooper for the first time, the captain says, Three Days of Rain. The two starred together in a Broadway play called Three Days of Rain in 2006. Oh, that's cool. There's a cameo. De- <laughs> the angry driver who nearly gets hit by Reed's uh, Florist van early in oh, the movie right. is who? Yeah. Who is it once? Joe Manta- Mantagina or Magna Mantagna. Joe. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Mantagina? I, I the guy from the thing. I, I always mess this up. The thing from the guy. Uh, at this, at the time this movie was released, the star-studded cast had collectively been nominated for 16 acting Oscars during their careers, including four wins. The nominations are shared by actors and actresses Kathy Bates, who had three, Jamie Foxx, two, Anne Hathaway, one, Queen Latifah, one, Shirley MacLaine, six, and Julia Roberts, three. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a director cameo by Gary Marshall. He was one of the musicians of the scene where Topher Grace and Anne Hathaway remember she's oh, like, walks into I like the to just do a, like, like, no, 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 yeah. yeah. I like it this way. Simple. And then yeah, it comes in yeah. with accordion and all that. Good, good gag. Good gag. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the role of Captain Kate Hazeltine, which was Julia Roberts' character. Here mm-hmm. we go. Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Yeah, stunner. <laughs> yeah. Sandra Bullock. Great. Sandra Bullock would have done a good job, too. And Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster would have done an amazing job. But they all turned it down. Yeah. All right, here you go. Julia Roberts' pay. Uh, what? Julius, Julia Roberts' pay. Okay, you said was as follow- <laughs> No, Kyle. <laughs> was as followed. Don't say that. <laughs> she was paid $11,952 for each word she says in this film. <laughs> 251 words in return for reportedly a $3 million paycheck. It's amazing. You go get that bag, girl. Go get that bag. Eleven thousand dollars a word. But we'll talk. We'll talk that. a little bit more about the about her pay in, uh, later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Not her pee, Cal. Her pay uh, for the role of Kara. Role of Kara, which was played by. Didn't see her. Kara. 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 Kara was the name of my dog. That was. I think um, that was Jamie Foxx's girlfriend, wasn't it? I, I don't know. Yeah, I probably. Oh, is maybe. that the one that cut off? Maybe could have been. I don't think so. Uh, I can't think of her name. But uh, oh, it's Jessica Biel's character. Yeah. Uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. Uh, I don't remember who that actress is. She was in the watch, uh, Save the Last Dance or whatever. Nah, I haven't watched that either. Yeah. Jeez. Uncultured swan. Now, the, the insignia patches that appeared on Captain Kate, uh, Julia Robertson's uniform, indicated that she was a captain in the 101st Airborne Division of the U.S. Army and served in combat. Oh, wow. 
battle experience. And uh, director trademark, as uh, the Gary Marshall usually does, he has some of his family involved. Um, so as often as he does, many of his family members are in small roles in this movie. He had Reed's co-worker Nikki was played by Marshall's daughter Kathleen Marshall. Mr. Schwab uh, was played by his son Scott Marshall. Grandchildren Sam Marshall and Lily Marshall Fricker played soccer son and Lily, uh, respectively. Wife Barbara Marshall played the nurse who told Julia where Harrison was eating dinner, which was another hilarious scene in this movie. It was movie. pretty good, yeah. And uh, niece Tracy Reiner played a French photographer. Marshall also shot a scene with his sister Penny Marshall in it, but it didn't make the cut. Didn't make the final cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, features one of the largest ensemble casts in Hollywood history, as we talked about. Uh, here you go. Jamie Foxx recorded a song for the film called Quit Your Job. Although it is featured in the film, the song never made it onto the soundtrack album because of its profane lyrics. It's fantastic. <laughs> i got to listen to that song now after this podcast. <laughs> Uh, this is the second biggest opening for a romantic comedy just behind Sex and the City with uh, $57 million. Oh, wow. I wonder if they, uh, that, the most recent rom-com made huge numbers and anyone but you was in this winning and the, um, um, I feel like when it's making huge money too. I wonder if that just got overthrown. I don't know. Uh, I gotta check that out. Uh, this was shot over a period of 53 days. Mm-hmm. Here you go. As we talked about that, Julie Roberts had received a $3 million paycheck for a role. In fact, she did receive that amount. However... Her contract also said she'd receive 3% of the film's gross. 3%. The film was a huge success, and she wound up with a nearly $10 million payday. For a gross worldwide of $216 million, (laughs) 3%. Oh, my gosh. She knew what she was doing with that. Money, money, money. That reminds me of what, um, I think it was, uh, what's his name, for the Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. He took a percent, like a... Yeah, something and just made ridiculous. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, like if I were ever given the option of percentage or uh, lump sum, I always take a percentage. Yeah, no. uh, there's that uh, note about the Julia Roberts end scene. Uh, here you go. Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner met on set and started dating afterwards. Oh, adorable. Wah, wah, it didn't work wah. out. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, Taylor, <laughs> the one that got away. Hey, Lautner, have you won a Super Bowl? I think not. <laughs> I only dates her winners. Oh, yeah, Taylor? Can you turn into a wolf? Actually, yes. Here you go, Kyle. Let's go see if we can you can name these. Put your notes away. Mm-hmm. The majority of the cast have starred in a Marvel or DC comic book movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the name of the actor, and you tell me what movie he was in and who he played. Okay. Or, or just who he played in the movie. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx was uh, Electro. Very good. Yep. Uh, that was in the Amazing Spider-Man two and, and uh, No Spider-Man Way Home. Home. Yep, Home and Home. Anne Hathaway. That was Catwoman, Dark Knight Rises. Yes, sir. Jessica Alba. That was Sue Storm in Fast Fantastic Four one and two. Yeah, Silver Rises open. Jessica Bill. Jessica Biel. This will be a little bit tougher on you. Oh, wasn't she? Oh, don't give it to me yet. Don't give it to me yet. Um, she was in one of the X movie, right? So no, she was not. She was Abigail Whistler in Blade Trinity. That's right, Blade Trinity. Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, uh, Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Eric Dane, Eric Dane. I don't remember who he played. He was uh, as Multiple Man in the X Men Last Stand. Oh wow, really? That's yeah. cool. Jennifer Gardner, Jennifer Gardner. I don't know what she played actually. Electra. Electra. Oh, and right. The yeah, the Daredevil. And the Daredevil movie. And, Electra, and yeah. the Electra single point. And, yeah. yes, Topher Grace. Topher Grace. Of course. Yeah, Venom. <laughs> um, uh, I can't not remember. bad. What's Venom's real name? The character's name? Do you remember that? What's up your head? 
Peter, like Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and then who plays Venom? Uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Good job. Uh, this is the first film uh, to be co-produced by New Line and Warner Brothers. That's cool. I wonder how often they work together. When Anne Hathaway's cell phone rang in Topher Grace's apartment, he asked if it's techno. She replied, "That's she thought it's retro 70s, I think. <laughs> so that's a call to Topher Grace starting in that 70s show. That's funny. At Los Angeles International Airport, baggage claim, Holden and Kate are standing near a couple of chauffeurs who are holding signs that read, Ungar and Madison. The main characters of The Odd Couple, a Gary Marshall, of, of which was a writer for that and a producer and the director of that show. The Odd Couple. That's amazing. That's cool. Yep. I know there's a TV show of that. And Taylor Swift's first scene in an elevator talking to Jennifer Garner. She has this gigantic teddy bear. That's If you've ever seen those big teddy bears, you go mm-hmm. in affairs and stuff. She has this huge white one. But uh, you can clearly see the number 13 written on her right hand. It's her favorite number, as well as she wrote it on her right hand for every show of her Fearless and Speak Now tours. And she also makes the her yeah, Taylor, her boyfriend, for Valentine's Day, gave him a shirt with number 13 on the back. Hilarious. Jim, do you have a favorite number? Your favorite number? Yeah, do you have a favorite number? You got first. Do I have a favorite number? Yeah, I have a favorite number. 56. 56? 47. All right, nice. 007. Um... Julia Roberts is Emma Roberts' real life aunt. What? Julia Roberts is Emma Roberts' real life aunt. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a small world after all. In the moment, Topher Grace steps outside the Beverly Wilshire Hotel at one hour and thirty-two minutes in the movie. If you want to check it, he sees Anne Hathaway sitting in the back of the bench on, in the same way Julia Roberts did in Pretty Woman in front of the same hotel. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, and last sense. but not least, Jamie Foxx and Taylor Swift shares the same birthday, December the 13th, although it's 22 years apart. Oh. So, Kyle, tell me how much you love this movie. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. Um, but I do think it's totally fine and completely uh, uh Consumable, you know, this is like a, this is a this is a regular cheeseburger to me in many ways. Like it's a perfect, it's, just, it's, it's a comfort food, just of a movie where it's like it's not. I don't think it's really very good. I think it's more like it's like five TV episodes tied together into a movie, a loose fitting movie, basically like that. And uh, granted, all the all the all the characters do have small connections to each other in this kind of interwoven plot narrative overall, and it's all about love in general. Um, but overall, it doesn't feel like a cohesive film in you know, one way where it's like, man, I wish there's this like. I wish it was just like four separate movies where they had different characters being focused on each other for the entire film. Instead, it's just like you know a, a trimmed down version of each of these love plots. You know, like, for this scene, it's American Pie. For this scene, it's Runaway Bride. For this scene, it's this. And it's like, eh. <laughs> I'd rather just have those individual movies instead of all having the bunch together. You know, it's like the everything bagel. It's just like, eh. Um, but still, it's perfectly fine and acceptable. It's got plenty of funny moments. I think they've got funny bits all around, and all the, none of the scenes are bad. So overall, I appreciate the film for what it exactly what it is um, but I don't think it's going to take away any real good awards actually I think it's just perfectly disposable Jimbo what do you think of this film well, what are you going to rate it Kyle oh out of, out of, out of 10 uh, it's a strong 5 <laughs> I, Middle I actually I actually don't mind this movie I thought it was actually pretty good I think um, I think what makes it strong is the ensemble that they put together mm. because every scene has a major major star in it and you're like oh and you know it floods your memory back of the movies that they were in movies that you've seen since then um and how can you not feel for that little kid man when his valentine and flowers get dropped out of the back of the truck 
and ran over. And then all he wanted to do was make sure that he gave that the flowers there at recess to give to the girl that he loved. Well, he did his teacher, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, this whole time you're thinking this this little this other little girl, and it's actually his teacher. Which I mean, but it all ties together so beautifully and. When you find out, you know, I wasn't expecting Julie Roberts to be that kid's mom at the end. That just, it really put a bow on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to give this a seven. I think I think the, the, the um, Taylor Swift of this, hilarious. I, I just kept cracking up because to see how far she's come in those 14 years from that oh, yeah, to yeah, this. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I don't think she would do like, anything you invented no, like that today at all. No, and I'm sure right. her paycheck for this wasn't yeah. nowhere near yeah. what she not, gets not, paid Not that she's unwilling to, but that she just has no need to self-deprecate And she played such the yeah. ditzy character perfectly in this. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like she, she, she clearly went all in for it in a way that I really appreciate. Just but goes I, to her I, I really liked Jennifer Gardner's performance in this mm-hmm. uh, when she fell in love with the married doctor. Yeah. And she, you know, and Ashley Kutcher's telling her, look, I want somebody to tell her, uh, you know, when I, you, do you think that my fiance was good for me? And he's like, tell me. And he's like, because I was around 57 people today, and not a single one of you had the nerve to tell me to my face that she wasn't good enough for me. And she said, no, I don't think so. He said, that's what I'm trying to tell you now. Yeah. And she ended up, well, I got to go see my boyfriend. Come to find out it's his, he's married and all that breaks apart. And they end up together at the end. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is a great movie, and I think it's a great movie to watch on Valentine's Day. So Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great compliment for that reason, too. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. that's our Valentine's Day episode. Um, if you'd like to reach us, we are the Tragedy of Cinema Podcast um, at gmail.com and on Facebook. Um, stay tuned. We are working on some stuff uh, for a little bit later in the year, maybe another live show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll have we'll get that planned out and get uh, info out to you as soon as we can. Yeah. Um, I think we got some new reviews. We got a review. Oh for the yes, next episode too. We, next, we, I forgot yeah. we were supposed to do that uh, next week. Next we'll, week we'll, we'll have it, yeah. the reviews. Yes, thank yeah. you. And also, supposed to remind me. And Kyle. also, what movie are we doing next week, Jimbo? Uh, well, what well, we were supposed to do this week, but I sprung <laughs> Valentine's Day since it fell on a Wednesday. Uh, then it's when we record. But next week uh, we will do Kyle's Night, Night Hawks. Hawks Walkers Night Walkers Night Hawks. I think it was Nighthawks. Uh, well, it's right here. Nighthawks. Yeah, Nighthawks. Nighthawks. <laughs> we yes. keep forgetting the title. So much we love this film. <laughs> it's really good film. It's really good. Actually. But, uh, we'll get to that next week. So, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. Clicky noise. Cheeseburger. <laughs>